Billy. How's it going? Hey, what, what's this one about? <laughs> uh, just, uh, I think we're just going to be doing a, 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 you know, quick update on the on the playoffs and uh, and everything that's going on with all the series and, uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's going to be the topic. I, I know uh, you and I have some football ones we want to do at some point. We we can't forget to do those some season previews, draft recaps, things like that. But um, we haven't done a basketball one since I think the start of the first round. So I think, you know, we we're overdue for an update on that. And um, I think me, T and Sheree, we're going to do one on the, uh, uh, our team's off seasons at some point. But again, that, that, that probably doesn't make sense for now. We've got to prioritize the playoffs. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes, I mean, that's, you know, it's only the, the, the playoffs, right? The, the thing that decides the champions. So, you know, it makes sense to make sense to talk about it on, on here. So, um, so I guess we're, we're just waiting on T. I think Sheree is questionable. So yeah. And I guess that's it. So T, how's it going on the podcast? What's up, man? How's everything? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just, uh, we were just talking about uh, what we're going to talk about uh, on the podcast. So I think we're, we're going to, um, oh, T dropped off. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll do, uh, yeah. So, so what series do you want to start off with Raleigh? Hello? Sorry about that. My phone dropped. Okay. So, so T, you're back. I was on mute. Uh, I say uh, second round series, we start with uh, Sixers-Hawks. How about that? Yeah, because Ooh, that's the one I don't care about. What, Sixers-Hawks? <laughs> yeah. Really? I thought you were the one that was, like, saying – I thought you cared about that one. Uh, you, you, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it. Uh, talk about it <laughs> i mean we, we, we probably are gonna are gonna bounce on all of them. i think there, there's storylines really with, with all of them i mean three of the four series are two to two i mean maybe we do a quick you know discussion on the Suns or something but it, you know we've got three two two series so they're, they're all kind of yeah. interesting in their own way so so sixers hawks um obviously game one the hawks got off to a really hot start and ended up philly tried to come back but they ended up holding on game two uh, Philly games two and three where Philly wins. Um, and it looked like the Sixers were taking control of the series, but then in game four, it looked like the Sixers after the first half, were going to just keep rolling and go up three to one. But then Joel Embiid looks like he aggravated his knee injury. Um, his, um, what meniscus situation. And, um, that it is his meniscus, right? T you're better at this stuff than I am, but, um, yeah, so, so, yeah. so he aggravated his injury that he's trying to play through. And then uh, Atlanta came storming back, ends up winning the game late. Trey had like 18 assists, I think. And, you know, so even though he shot poorly, they're still able to win. And now it's 2-2, two to two and, and we don't know what's going on with Embiid. So, uh, T, T what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, what are my thoughts about Embiid and the 76ers or just in general? I'm sorry. Just the series in general. Um, you know, I, you know, when it comes to being what, they were third and fourth, what's the team? So it's second and, or first and It's fifth. one and five. Yeah, one and fifth, yeah. So, I mean, I don't really care about the season or the, the 
the series just because it's Atlanta, which is a division rival of Miami. Um, my, Atlanta's been kind of bummy for the last you know, Hello. Above us, uh, it's it's exactly something okay. that uh, I I don't like. But at the end of the day, like I definitely don't like the Seventy Sixers and their their play. So um, that's why it's like a, a wash for me to see who's playing, who's not. Um, but I am not. I'm not going to lie. I am liking uh, Trey Young uh, this series. Like he's impressed me in a New York series and you know I think he had like what 18 to 20 assists last game so I think that was very fascinating um I love that uh uh Ben Simmons isn't really doing anything offensively just like how he always is uh everyone's like oh you know he's a facilitator he's this 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 but at the end of the day it's like what's the point of having someone that's 6'10 that could run your offense that can't he's literally like a either kind of use. Um, I got yeah. Okay, so I got to switch yeah, over I, to my other thing. Look, look, Simmons. We know he has his challenges. So yeah, it, it, it's you know the Sixers are. You know, I like Ben Simmons. I I think. You know, obviously everyone focuses on the shooting, but. In my mind, Ben Simmons should have been the de- defensive player of the year. Most people will say it's Gobert, and that's fine. You, you know, Gobert is a great player, and, and that's fine. But I think <laughs> Ben Simmons is more impactful personally. And it is, it's just like he's got to be aggressive driving the hoop. Like, I think that's the whole thing with him. Like, if he's aggressive, um, you know, with his size at the point guard position and his ability to, to slash and get to the basket, he can really make an impact on the game. Um but I, I feel like he doesn't do that enough. See, that's the thing. I'm just very confused about that. You know, like I, the last couple of years, they're like, who's the guy? Who's the number one? Who's the one A? Like we all knew, at least I knew that he was never someone to be the, the first option. He can't be, you know, he's trying to become the star. But like, if you're not adding 20 plus points to your team, you can't be the guy. You can't be the first option. So well, like, I don't was always the guy now. Yeah, mind. but but yeah, I, yes, you're right. But you know, there was a lot of like things on uh, uh, in the media, like, oh, which one's the guy? Who do you ship out? Da, 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 da. Like, you ship out Ben Simmons. That's what you ship out. Like at the end of the day, he might be a higher um, asset, but you get more from him, and then you still keep your guy who honestly is unstoppable. Like this dude has a meniscus tear, and he's still freaking dogging. Like, but Ben Simmons is like at least fully healthy and he's not doing anything offensively. Did you see that rebound? That rebound put back he did last game? Terrible. The one at the end? Yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't great. Like like what, I, I what think is that? He just played a bad half, honestly. I think he just like, I don't know. I mean MB played badly and it was probably because he was in he was injured, but like the rest of the team just played bad too and that's why Atlanta was in quick. My take my my take on the series is this. I think, and probably we'll get to you in a second. I feel like you've been you've been. Shut I out think here. he might be muted, honestly. Okay, well that's that's not great, but yeah. So, um, my my take on this, Raleigh just dropped off. Um, yeah. So my my take is I am still I still feel really good about Philly winning the series, mm-hmm. but I think the game four result is really 
a bad sign for Philly just because if Philly could have gotten out of this series in five, then it's like, okay, you get Embiid some rest. You, um, you you know, you can sit back and watch the other series and we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, You sit back and watch the other series, which we know is at least going six. And, um, and then beads, you know, maybe maybe that'll help him a little bit. But um, now they're going to have to put more miles on his knee just to get out of this round. A team they should be able to beat, you know, fairly easily. You know, notice Atlanta's impressed me. Like, I, I, I kind of hated on them at the beginning of the playoffs and, like, the, their series of the Knicks. Oh, that's a kind of a fraud series. It's like a glorified playing game series. On the Knicks part, yeah, the Knicks are fraud. But um, the, the, the Hawks have, I think, proven that they at least belong do I expect them to win the series? No, but um, you know, res- respect to them. Trey, Trey is definitely you know impressed me too. Um, not the biggest fan of him, but he's he's been impressive and yeah. So Raleigh, what are your thoughts? My my thoughts are this: one, I'm just gonna make a general statement of this whole playoffs. This is the year of the injury. This is gonna be just like uh, Kawhi's Toronto championship where people are like, oh, that's a fraud one because they were all injured, the Warriors. It's going to be like... Oh, I definitely think there's going to be an... A- I, I don't care who wins, there's an asterisk on right. the there. I, I, I'm all in on that. I've been all in on that this whole time. Right, well, th- that's that's the thing. I mean, it, it's, it sucks because I think literally this year was going to be one of the best playoffs we've ever witnessed, and it's still shaping up good, but it's just missing, like, the superstars. So, like, do we, like... For, for this series with Embiid, I actually think the Hawks are going to end up winning because I think Embiid's going to uh, injure himself even more, unfortunately. Um, and then that means, honestly, the winner of the Bucks nets we need to probably get out of the East at that point. Okay, so, like, so you're in the year Okay. I, I'm a believer of the Hawks just because I think Embiid has too many miles on that torn meniscus. I think it's going to get worse. It could. Yeah. I, yeah, but that, that's pretty much all I have in that series. I, I think the Hawks are going to win it. I think the winner of uh, last night was going to win the series. So that's my take. Okay, yeah. I mean, so I could see that if MB, if MB just can't play, um, you know, that's certainly a possibility. I'll say this. The one thing I would like to see the Sixers do, like, don't if MB can't play, don't start Dwight Howard. Like, just, just what I would think they should do place it at the five and get get another shooter on the court. And, and I are playing at the four. Simmons, like, you've got to be aggressive, dude. You've yeah. got to be aggressive. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if it's me, but you guys are going in and out really bad. You've been going in and out too. Okay. Raleigh, have I been going in and out for you? But you've been definitely in and out the worst. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm muting myself because uh, um, I have that feedback that you can hear in the background when you guys talk. Okay. All right, just making sure. All right, I, I think everything's fine. Keep going. So, so hold on. This, this is my thing. You know, in the beginning – of the, the playoffs, you know, we were just doing a whole bunch of uh, statistics, you know. We're doing a whole bunch of statistics about, like, the regular season, how it uh, might change or stay the same inside the, the the playoffs. But now that we see the second round, you've seen these people play six, uh, six to seven games already. Um, and 
now like the, the statistics are now kind of out the window because now at the end of the day everyone knows what is going to happen if you if you uh understand what i'm saying like it's one of those things that you do not have to worry about gameplay because the the opposing uh, uh team already knows the game plans that you're going to do you know it's what this is what game four game five for most people game five for most people so we already know what's going to happen so now it now it's just kind of an all-out brawl uh when it takes all kind of thing and that's what i love about the the, the second round and that's what i love about game five or game six of most of these games because you know the first two three maybe even four games you you see a little bit of trick tricking, you know, you see switching of the gameplay, you see all these things. Like, for example, when we talk about um, uh, PJ Tucker guarding, like, you know, PJ Tucker is going to guard Kevin Durant. So now the, the thing is, who's going to be better, Kevin Durant's offense or PJ Tucker's defense? You know, like, there's not going to be a lot of shit that's going to change in the next, you know, game or two, unless, you know, Kyrie or something comes in, but that's doubtful. So, or if yeah. James Harden ends up being a baller. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so, so I, I guess, do we want to kind of yeah, we can transition into the Bucks Nets? Um, yeah, because you guys were serving that. I, I guess before we segue, so at this point, who do you guys? So Raleigh, you already said you think the Hawks are going to win. I've already said I'll, I'll say Sixers and six if plays and Sixers and seven if Embiid doesn't play. I'm still going to back the Sixers. I, I just think. I just think that they have two home games. I think they can lock down on defense still and um, and find a way to get it. Um, is he not playing? And, and and well, and I'm just saying hypothetically because because okay, okay. definitely made that an injury worse. I think we we all saw that. Yeah. Um, I you know I I would like honestly, even though I don't like the Hawks, I would like the Hawks to to win this. But you know, I think that it's most likely probably going to be. Um, Sixers and seven, probably. Okay. I think I think they're going to really, just because, you know, home court advantage, going to Philly, they don't really lose a lot of home games. I know they lost, what, their last one? Or their first one? They lost game one, but then they yeah. went back to one game three. So. Exactly. I, I'm going to make a, uh, a statement here, a bold statement, Hawks and six, thinking Embiid's going to go out with an injury next game. You, you're just hoping for injuries. That's I'm not, what I'm I hear. My man is injury hunter right now. No, but look, look at all these yeah. injuries he's had this year. I mean, I think if Embiid's going down with a, he's going to be, and he might not be out for the rest of the, se- the series, but he's going to be a shell of himself. It's going to be like what we're going to see with James Harden tonight. Not, not even near what he was. That's what I'm thinking. Is he? Is he a definite plan or there's still? Uh, like... No, he's still. Te- he's going to test it out, and then okay. uh, it's going to be based on that. But if he comes in. I'm expecting him to be a shell of himself. Yeah, so I guess getting getting into the 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 uh, Bucks Nets series. So they have Game Five tonight in a little bit, and boy, is this thing turned. Um, you know, you you go from you know Game Three must win for Milwaukee. Or well, of course. So I guess it started off. Harden goes out right at the beginning of Game One, uh, but it doesn't really you know end up affecting them because they still end up winning both those games at home, including a blowout in Game Two. Bucks in a must-win in Game Three, barely win, and everybody's like, "Oh, this just reaffirms that you know the Bucks are kind of screwed in the series because they can't score." Blah 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 blah. And then Game Four, uh, Kyrie, you know, does you know messes up his ankle, and then you know PJ Tucker is able to get in uh, Kevin Durant's head, um, and and really you know make him inefficient, and then the Bucks end up 
you know, winning by a significant amount. So um, obviously, you know, game five now becomes huge and it looks like Kyrie is probably not coming back in this series. Harden is probably going to try to play tonight, but I guess my, my thing is like, we already kind of saw this with like Anthony Davis and, and, and what he looked like when he came back. And um, this just is, you know, this just screams panic to me. I think they're panicking. And, and I think this is Kevin Durant panicking because Kevin Durant, and this is, you know, going to be a hot take, but this is just Kevin Durant. Like we all know he, you know, the pressure of having to carry a team terrifies him, right? He just can't handle it. So I think he is, he and the organization are all, you know, basically pressuring Harden to try to give it a go because they want to deflect, you know, the attention and they at least want, you know, they at least want to try because they know what's going to happen if Harden doesn't play, if, 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 and can't be himself, they're going to lose. They're going to lose this game. They're going to lose the series. So this is just a panic move by them. And, you know, I don't think expect Harden to be himself at all. So I don't know who wants to go next, but. Um, so, in response to the KD thing, I don't think it's about KD not being able to lead the team. I understand your point, but there's no pressure on him because no one really expects him to win right now with KD. I mean, not KD, James Harden and Kyrie out, or James Harden at like 60% of what he's going to be or what he used to be. I, no one in their right mind expects the Nets to beat the Bucks. I, I will say this one. if there was one team to mess up a golden opportunity, it would be the Bucks. So, in my mind, if KD goes off to like 45 points tonight, I would not be surprised if the Nets uh, pull it out. Just because the Bucks are known to collapse. But I think this is your – I still think Bucks in six because I think James Harden's going to last maybe a quarter and then go down. That's just me. Um, I think Bucks in seven. Uh and it honestly, it's not even the reason why you guys think because of injury. I think it's just momentum shift. Uh, they had the first two games. They won the second two games. Um, the Bucks won the second two games. And then it was just like you could see the confidence in them. You could see their game plans, you know, changed a lot more, you know. So then, you know, with the injuries being that, like, I just don't think that, you know, people are going to really like what's going on with this team. Um, I, you know, I, like what Raleigh said earlier, he was like, you know, no one expects them to win now because of the injury. No, like you can, like, I'm watching Stephen A. Smith, like, uh, Kevin Durant needs to get 50. He needs to get 50 to win, you know, and he, he still expects him to, to pull LeBron back in, you know, 2007 and like, like put the team on his back to go ahead and go ham. But like me, me. I, I don't see that. And, you know, I was watching a lot of other podcasts and things like that. And, you know, they were saying that he's not someone who's a playmaker. He's not someone who uh, facilitates, which is, you know, which isn't bad because he's, you know, someone who can give you 30 a game. Like, but at the same exact time, like, you don't have anyone else to do that. You know, Blake Griffin's a, a kind of a, a playmaking forward or point forward himself, at least back in the day he used to be. But, like... I just see that it's one of those things that you have to just pay attention to um, when it comes to it. Um, I I just lost my train of thought, honestly. <laughs> what you just said. Okay, thank um, you. You know who KD reminds me of? 
an offensive Kawhi Leonard. Like, they both can create for themselves. They both can play defense to Kawhi better. But uh-huh. none of them can play make like you just said. Uh-huh. So, whenever their teams are in a bind like this and it's just them, they're not going to be able to do it by themselves. But they're a very, very good – like, they're the, one of the best players in the league when they have someone facilitating for their team. Like, they can create their own shots, but they're not uh, team players like LeBron or uh, um, James Harden is and stuff like that. Uh, my only issue is this Nets team was built around the big three, not just the big one. Yeah. So, like, they don't have enough depth to contend. Um, even if he gets 50 points, there's no guarantee that they would win anyways. I mean, I feel like they have, a like, a, a roster behind them that, you know, I mean, okay. You have Blake Griffin. He can give you probably, like, 20 points. You have Joe Harris. Like, he's been able to get you, like, 25 points a game or something. Um, but, it, but the thing is, and the best thing about that is they only need really one game. If they get one game, there's still a possibility that Kyrie – Kyrie probably won't play again. But James Harden could play game six, right? That game, yeah, game six. Um, so it's that's just kind of what you have to think about. Like, you if you are able to win this game right now, then you 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 put a lot of pressure off of your team, and that's kind of what it is. This is the win now moment. It's not game seven and not game six. Is this game? This is a very pivotal game. They're going back to uh, uh, Milwaukee. They need to win this one just so to to really put a gut punch to them. If they don't, again, Milwaukee continues with their momentum and it's over for uh, uh, the Bucks. Yeah, so, yeah, I definitely agree that, that, that tonight is is huge. And, yeah, I, I, I guess it's, it's just like, I think when they made the Harden trade, their logic was like, okay, we have a bunch of players, you know, we have two stars here, but we can't really trust them because they've got, had you know, had, injury issues and you know obviously you've got Kyrie going a wall and um you know having a history of being a bad teammate and um you know K- KD and his Achilles it's like you've got two guys who are unreliable so like okay let's get three we'll, we'll figure out the depth on the fly and and they've done a better job of that than I expected quite frankly um and they've, they've done a better job with depth and defense than I maybe thought but um, their thought process was like, okay, let's set it up so that like if somebody's out, like we're okay, we can still have a chance here, um, especially if if it's one of the guards and and not Durant. But with both guards either out or definitely not a hundred percent, I don't think anybody expects Harden to be a hundred percent tonight, right? Or even close to it. Uh, no, they don't. No, they don't expect that. No, exactly. So that pretty much screws up their whole plan. It, 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 it's like if they still had like the old, uh, well, I guess, um, I mean, yeah, never mind. Um, Cause what did they trade Levert and Levert and uh, Jerry Allen? So it's like, yeah, never mind. But yeah, I mean, so it's like you, when you lose both of those guys, it's like, it, it really does mean Durant's basically just going to have to kind of carry it and like, you know, the Bucks yeah. are the Bucks are good and they've got the momentum. Um, I, I definitely think it's it. Look, it's in it's in Brooklyn, so obviously there's a possibility that you could get you know when you're a home team in the playoffs, you could get a random, you know, couple of role player games, and that's basically what it's going to take. Yeah. You know, if if Joe Harris hits six threes 
And if Blake Griffin plays like he played in game one. And if Brew Brown hit those mid-range jumpers that he fucked up game three. <laughs> yeah, and, and if KD goes for, for 40 to 50, then then I, you know, there's a scenario where they win just because of, of all that. Um, And then maybe that buys you some time. You know, you can still lose game six in, in Milwaukee. They probably would. And then game seven, maybe maybe Harden is a little healthier. Like, like who knows? Um, you're just buying yourself some time. But I... I think Milwaukee's going to win it in six. I think they're going to win tonight, and I think they're going to win in Milwaukee, and it's going to be over. I agree with you, Jake. I will say this, though. The most pressure – probably the team with the most pressure in a long time is the Bucks because they've gotten this golden opportunity that Embiid is injured, Kyrie, and James Harden. So if they do not come out of the East this year, watch the Bucks implode their team. Because Giannis is going to demand a trade, maybe not next year, but the year after. Is there, See, no Giannis way? guy. I don't know if it's going to get to that point, but I will say that there's one, there's one guy who just all the pressure is on him, and that is Mike Boonholzer. If the Bucks don't, if the Bucks don't, if the Bucks lose tonight, man, that is going to be, uh, like that guy might get fired off the bus. Or, or the plane on the way back, like it, it, it could get really ugly. And... That's that's the thing that I'm, you know, you know, on the fence about. You know, I think if they beat him, then Mike Budenholzer's job is fine. And I think they, if they lose, they still might give him another year. And here's why: I was l- listening to you know Adrian Wojnarowski, and he was talking about like if you had 29 teams going against uh, the the Nets, most of the time they're gonna lose. And that means 29 coaches are probably going to get fired that time because they have to go against this team. Um, but it all depends on how good – like, if they got swept, I think that it will be a little bit different. Like, I'm talking about if Bucks got swept by um, uh, the Nets, it will be a little different. But they're actually really playing tough. I think if they can go to a game uh, seven, if they can go to a game seven and maybe even lose it, Mike Budenholzer's job still might be intact because they just have to – do something else, you know. They might have to have another year of Giannis, you know, trying to get his three shot or develop a shot. They might have, you know, someone else come in that they they can try to do. But I think, like, they they haven't really been playing bad the last two games, you know. P.J. Tucker, they just need to probably re-sign him or something. You know, do the thing like they did in on the Rockets, trying to, trying to build a team uh, to go against the um, Warriors, you know. So I, that's what I think that – that's going to happen. I don't think Mike Budahosa is probably going to get by this year. I think they might give him one more year. With your take is that Houston is more of a free agent uh, destination than Milwaukee is. Okay. Number one. But number two, my, my issue is this. If Giannis cannot do it this year, he's not going to do it any other year. That's not true. He's only 25 or 26. Yeah, but the thing is this. He has gotten how many how many years has it been that we've all been saying he needs to develop a jump shot? How many years? And like it's three. Worse. It's just gotten worse, honestly. Like three. His free throw. Yeah, and still, like this is my argument. If you're a pro and it's your job to just train over the off season, how hard is it to actually get a jump shot? I mean, like, like for just for example, like we like I I stopped playing for eleven months and then all of a sudden I was still had a jump shot. It doesn't take that long to learn a jump shot uh, there, there's there's a couple of things that i want to kind of combat with that like take um number one you're like Giannis is like 
maybe 200 pounds and he gained 50 pounds in his like four or five years in a four or five year span. So every year he's gaining like somewhere between, you know, seven to 10 pounds. Like that's a lot, especially if you see him from when he was 18 to now, and that's like a little bit under 10 years. Like this dude is gigantic when it comes to it. So that's one thing, you know, you're, you're having to train your shoulders. You're having to train your back. You're having to train your arms, biceps, things like that. And you can see the, 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 the definition, number one. But you can see that that can actually change a lot of things, especially if your legs, your legs get stronger. Now the way that you jump uh, is going to be a little bit different. Like, do I understand that? Like, they have shooting coaches there. And any shooting coach you have, if that person is not, you know, if, if let's say, for example, your form is trash, that same year, they're not going to work on it. Everything is going to be more morally, mainly worked on and dissected and broken down in the offseason. It's not like they're going to do midway through the season. They're going to be like, okay, change your jumper entirely. That's not how it works in the NBA. You know, even with the free throws, not how it works in the NBA. So this last season or this last offseason was a little bit different because, you know, they only had six weeks to get back into the swing of things. He's not really working. It's not really a long season um, uh, or a long offseason. So with that being said, I'll give him a break this year. But this upcoming offseason, if he's not working on it, then that's something completely different. That's why I say I give Mike another year because I don't I don't know why everyone's all the coaches are getting fired this year. Like, do you see how crazy this season has been? You know, but um, we'll see. Even like Terry Stotts, like I don't think like he should have been like there were so many injuries. CJ McCollum came back like right at the end of the season. It was just a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. That's that's just me though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so I, I I guess I'll go back to what what I've heard on Boonholzer, and it's kind of similar to what you heard, T. Like, I, I, I think it is going to depend on how they lose, um, yeah. if they lose. But I will say this, where I would maybe disagree a little bit, is I think, look, if they had lost in six or seven um, with, with a healthy team on the other side, I, I think they'd be like, okay, you know, we're close. We just have to make some tweaks, and we can come back next year. With the injuries they've got, I think they've got to win now. I think they've got to win now for him to keep his job. And they might have to beat Philly, too, if, if him beats Van Gogh. I mean, well, I mean, right now, yeah, he, they have to win. Like, this is the this is the opportunity that they uh, needed. This is like Warriors and Zaza Pachulia uh, injuring uh, Kawhi Leonard a couple of years ago. Like, they have the opportunity. They were down by, like, 20. They came back and won that game and then went to the finals that year. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that they need to do it this year. But if they were fully healthy and they were still doing, like, game two or a series they're tied two and two and let's say for example they lose the next two but it was like a hard fought game that that's something completely different you know instead of just like saying you know fuck off and, <laughs> and like ditching your team like you know nate mcmillan and on the the pacers or something like that you know? yeah yeah i mean i i definitely you know agree that and obviously some of it depends on on who you can hire too i mean that bucks job is um is not like just a regular job, you know, you're getting to, to, to step into a contender, just like, you know, obviously, you know, you know, different jobs around the league or, you know, different things. It's like, you know, the, the Bucks job and, and maybe even a job like the, the Celtics, those are jobs where like, if you're a coach under contract with another place and you don't love your situation, you might start eyeing that job a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, they might need to put out some feelers on like, you know, who, who they could get and like whether they actually think it would be an upgrade to I agree with that. I agree with Jake on this. If they don't win, they should fire their coach because of the reasons. 
Um, and also, well, what I'll just say real quick is I understand the uh, the jump shot and him getting bigger. Stop getting bigger then. You already know the last couple of years. You know the last couple of years everyone's been saying you're not going to win without a jump shot. You need to make a jump shot. That's why they're not getting the playoffs. All those critics have said this for the last couple of years. Why do you think getting bigger, if getting bigger is really the reason why he can't shoot, get smaller, bitch. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I, you yeah, want to get so, smaller because that's his dominance. Like, LeBron, you don't, you're not going to tell LeBron James to get smaller. Like, yeah, but LeBron not... can shoot threes. Like, that, that's uh, my thing. He can I shoot mean, threes. hold on. His first, like, seven years, he wasn't that great. And he didn't win a championship those seven years. Wonder why. That's, that's what I'm saying. I agree with that, but you there there still needs to be you know some type of progression like like the whole thing of people saying oh he needs to win now yo Giannis is like 25, 26. like why does he need to win now you know there's so many other players above him who's doesn't need to win now but shooting his free throws like he is and all that stuff is bad no matter what age you are I'm sorry you're in the NBA if you think you're, yourself is the best player or a top five player. You need to develop that jump shot. And I mean, like, taking 50 shots after practice, work on that free throw. That's ridiculous. Free throw is ridiculous, him shooting like that. that I agree. That's that piss poor. Raleigh, I want to go back to one thing you said, not really about, like, Giannis' jump shot or anything. Um, you know, he certainly needs to work on it. I, I agree. I'm not going to kill him for it that much because he does, he does so many other good things. But, um, you know, I think just from a lot of construction standpoint, I agree with you, though, that, um, you know, I definitely think one – problem with Milwaukee is and, and this is something you know if they can get a few ring chasing vets in there or something then you know they could alleviate this but they need a better bench um their bench is kind of trash obviously DiVincenzo being out you know doesn't help either but um and I think they, they should construct their team I don't know if they could find a suitor for Brooke Lopez in the offseason and what they could get back but like they should look at maybe having like a cheap center around just in case and then like they should maybe lean on like Giannis at center lineups a little bit more, just to get more, more shooting on the floor and just open things up even more for Giannis. Well, I guess Brooke Lopez can shoot, but um, I guess from a defensive standpoint, I think they'd be better with Giannis at center. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. 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 So I guess we're, are, are we good on this series or are we ready to make our picks for how the last three games are going to play out? Yeah, I, we're good to go. I'm good. Okay, so yeah, I I think I think I said it already, but I think I think the I think the Bucks are gonna win tonight, but it's gonna be cl- it's gonna be close ish, and then the Bucks are gonna win Game Six and they'll win the series. Bucks and uh, Bucks and seven. Bucks I, and seven. I, I think I said already Bucks and six. Okay, so you're with me, Raleigh. So okay, so we're all on board though that we think the. You know, from the Bucks are going to come back from two down and end up winning this series. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess we'll move on to the West now. So we have uh, what series do you guys want to? T, I know you. Uh, well, okay, so let's. So the one series is already over. So T, I know you're itching to get off some some takes on <laughs> players. So I want to give you the floor. What are your uh, thoughts on Denver getting swept? Before I before I go, uh, breaking news: James Harden will play Game Five. Okay. Okay. Just let you know that. Um, and the question, the question, uh, you said about the Phoenix. You said, "Oh, I, I know that there's a player on the Nuggets that you kind of want to get into." Oh bit. yeah. Let's 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 go there. Let's go there. This is great. I appreciate you for uh, you know teeing that up for me. Um, 
it's it, first of all, let's let's first of all talk about the Suns. The Suns were absolutely amazing. You know, like we were all you know holding our breath. Game one versus the Lakers when uh, um, Chris Paul went down with that shoulder injury, and then he wasn't really playing that great the second and the third game. I'm glad that he's you know back to where he is, and um, I'm just happy to 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 see them because. You know, Phoenix is not never. Phoenix has never been a, a team that everyone everyone loves. The Phoenix Suns, or everyone likes them. No, no one has any issue with them because they've been so bad for so long. So seeing Devin Booker, Chris Paul, you know, they get their flowers and they get that. You know, it's absolutely amazing. So congratulations to them. Also, oh yeah, there's a sorry to interrupt you. But okay. There's a play on on Celtics Reddit um of like who are you rooting for to to win the finals? And I think Phoenix had like. Probably like seventy percent of the of the votes. So yeah, like yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if like Phoenix and Utah and then Phoenix wins. Like I wouldn't be mad about that. Um. Um. So and also Chris Paul is just a mid range assassin. I don't know if you guys been seeing you know his pick and rolls or you know he gets to that mid range and he hits that 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 shot and I'm like like there was a time he did the same play like seven to eight times. And I'm like, how are they not stopping this? You know, and they couldn't. They just couldn't. Um, that, that so just just again, uh, congratulations to 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 them doing that well this season. Hopefully, they can go all the way. Uh, if Utah doesn't go all the way, um, so now let's turn our attention <laughs> to the to the Nuggets. Uh, it sucks that the Nuggets lost, but I am glad because they have somebody that we've been, I've been talking about when we went on to the episode that we had uh, uh, predictions about the, the trade deadline and how how these players are going to do well. And everyone's like, oh, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon is going to do well. And you can see that he's not. And I've told you guys that he's been absolutely garbage. And it's just it's just, you know. It is great to be, you know, right about that. You know, there's a lot of things I'm right about, and there's a lot of things I'm wrong about. But this one right here is probably like my Mona Lisa when it comes to it, because everyone thinks that this dude is so good. This dude was averaging nine points a game. This dude was getting a whole bunch of uh, uh, offensive fouls on player on players. Like this dude is absolute garbage. I'm so happy he's not doing well. Like I'm glad that he had nine points because down there there's a whole bunch of memes with uh, uh Dwayne Wade holding the nine card uh, on him. Um, you could see that in Orlando, everyone's like, oh, you know, he needs a a, a new a new uh, role. You know, he needs to step up. And when their first slash second best player went down, and now the rankings went up, and he's now, let's say, for example, he's fourth option, now he's third, or he's third option, now he's second. Like, you can see that he's not doing anything. You can see that he wasn't going to do anything. You can see that he's not like, give me the ball, let me go ham. Because, first of all, you can't do that when your best player now is the MVP who's the center and also is a little bit more ball dominant because he's the one who's facilitating. And two, He's just not that guy. He's not going to be someone who's going to step up and be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, give you 30. Like, when have you ever seen him? Like, I don't know. No, not to interrupt you, but who said that Gordon was the second best player on that team right now? No, no I'm, I'm just saying, if, if depending on what your opinion is, I said that he's fourth option. Yeah, but I, Porter's the second option for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying, like, okay, like I said, their first or second option just got injured, which is Jamal Murray, depending on what per, um, their, uh, per, uh, per, someone's per 
perception or perspective of it. Let's say that he's his first. Now the the chain goes up. So that means Jokic is now first option. That means uh, 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 Porter goes from number three to number two, and that goes from number four to number three, right? So he's like third option now. But then you still have Will Barton. You still have all these other players who are so much better than him. Like, like in in the game, who did he go against? They went against uh, Portland. Um, yes, he was defending, you know, all these players, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's so good!" Like, no, he's not. Like, he's going against people who six three. Now you're playing against players who can actually play, players that are, you know, around the same height as him, players that, you know, all he needs to do is just stay in the corner. Like, he, he, if you watch this game, you can see he was garbage. He had no idea what was going on. He's like, "What the hell is playoffs? Like, what the hell is? I don't know what playoffs. Are. All I know is I always win. We always win one game in the playoffs, and we always bow out." But this time we we're like, oh, I can't handle this at all. So now they didn't win any game. So uh, hopefully they trade him this year <laughs> so that, that I can, you know, again, regain my my uh, uh, liking for the Denver Nuggets. Um, but, you know, since they're on the team, I can't like him because he's a bum. Like, I can't I can't deal with that guy. Like everything about him screams trash like. Don't want to be, you know, Mr. Negative, but that's 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 how I feel about that guy. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, T, I, I just wanted to let you get that uh, off your chest. So I, I guess I'll I'll just say, you know, I definitely want to, you know, give props to Phoenix too. Um, I didn't think they were going to get out of that first series uh, against the, you know, I thought against Phoenix was a really good team, but it's just like, oh, that Lakers matchup, like, you know, that. AD and LeBron, like, defending chance, like, that's terrifying. But, you know, AD gets hurt, and, you know, that helps them get out of that. But, like, they're a really good team in their own right, too. And um, I definitely think Denver just ran out of gas. Um, I think the problem with Denver is this. I think if, if Jamal Murray's healthy, like, you've got a big three of Jokic, Murray, and Porter. Like, that's really good. And then a guy like Aaron Gordon can kind of just, you know, again, he's not a star player. He's a role player. And – it's like a guy like that can kind of slot in his role as like a fourth option. But it's like when Murray goes out, it's like, you know, Porter can kind of step up a little bit to be that, that second option. Um, that That's, you know, a big reason why they're able to get out of that Portland series. Um, but it's like, you know, I think we, we, we did see that Aaron, you know, do I, I I'm not going to go as far as you, because I think Aaron Gordon can be an effective, good role player in the NBA. And I think being a role player on a, on a good team is his destiny, but uh, not what he was in Orlando, not what he's had to be for the Nuggets since Murray went out. But I think, you know, it, 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 it like someone said it on Twitter. It's like, you know, like Aaron, Aaron Gordon isn't good at like shot creating and stuff like that. But it's like, would you rather have Aaron Gordon doing it or would you have rather have like Composo do it? Like, so it's just, they're in a tough spot w- with all that. I think they did well to get as far as, as they went, I think next year, if Murray, if Jamal Murray is like 80, 85%, they'll be a real threat in the West. Um, so, but, but yeah, Suns are, uh, man, they're looking dangerous. Um, I, I'm happy for Chris Paul because I feel like that guy's had a lot of bad shit go against him luckwise in his career. And I feel like everything finally is breaking, starting to break his way from a luck standpoint. It's like we've had all these injuries and then he got hurt and it almost threw their first round series off. And then you know, he ended up getting healthy and it's like now everything just looks great for them. Um, so I'm just happy, happy for him, happy for the Suns because they haven't had a, a good team in a while. Happy for um, 
Monty Williams because he's a good dude, and um, happy for Jay Crowder because he's an absolute baller. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy for the Suns. Raleigh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are this. So I want to go back to your point of them losing the Lakers. I think if Chris Paul was playing against the Lakers like he is now, Suns win seven if everyone's healthy on both squads. I think I think that's because the Lakers showed that besides AD and LeBron, they have nothing else. Nothing. I else. mean, yeah, the Lakers roster construction, and, and that's right. definitely a topic. You know, we'll get into when we just start to do more offseason stuff. But they're they're uh, you know again, would they have gone farther? If, I think they probably win in six or seven if, if their guys are healthy. But um, and that's no slight against Phoenix, it's just LeBron and AD. But again, right. would they have made it out of the West? I'm not confident in that, and they definitely need to make some changes. Been my favorite player for a long time, um, and I think this is the best I've ever seen him play in the playoffs, besides uh, uh, with the Rockets. Because, um, because in my in my opinion, I thought he was done. So I thought literally that he was going to be a shell of himself for the rest of the year. After uh, the first round, I was like, here we go again. But uh, if I was them. I, I think the sweep was the best thing that could ever happen to the Suns because now Chris Paul can go – if he wasn't 100%, now he can try to get 100%. They're going to have like a couple – they're going to have like probably what, like a week, week and a half off? I mean, Wait, more than likely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More than likely, I mean, probably like a week and a half probably. I mean, yeah, because we know the other series is going six at least. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they're going to have like a week and a half off. I would not – I would have Chris Paul do like light practice and that's it. I wouldn't even do anything with him. And, like – and my, my whole thing is Devin Booker, I, I think – so, in my mind, this is why Chris Paul would have been my MVP from the beginning because he's made – like, Devin Booker is always good, but, like, now Devin Booker is efficient. He's very efficient now because Chris Paul is setting him up so good. He's setting up everyone so good. And that, and, that mid-range is so deadly. When I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God. And like, the thing about that is oh, – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But the thing about that is – it's not even just because Chris Paul is setting him up. It's a. It's because now he has a, another player that can pull gravity away from him. You know, if anything, before people just double team, uh, double team him, and they'd be like, okay, that's it. That's all we need to do. Everyone else is garbage. But now Chris Paul has this, and now someone has to keep an eye on Chris Paul. And then the other players around him are actually excellent three and D players: Cameron Johnson, Cam uh, Payne, uh, Jay Crowder. Like uh, 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 Mikael Bridges, like all these people are just staying in the wing, just watching and just waiting to hit those threes, which is just amazing to to see. Um, definitely going to be a scary uh, final uh, conference finals against uh, hopefully Utah, but I think that might be you know probably the best matchup because of it. Hopefully, Mike Mike Conley could come in by then. Gonna be a hot take too. You know who they remind me of? Who Spurs teams with Ten Duncan? Reason being is Chris Paul. Is Tony Parker, Devin nope. Parker is Mono Ginobili, and Aiden, nope. Aiden's becoming their big guy. Not as good as Tim Duncan. I'm not saying they're as good. I'm just saying it's the closest thing that we've seen to a Spurs constructed roster in a long time. So no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in. I, I'm not sure I agree with that, Raleigh, but yeah. I will say went <laughs> to the Bill Simmons's podcast this thought because uh, I thought it was a good one when I was listening to it a couple days ago. I think this is the first time in Chris Paul's career he's had a team that's been perfectly constructed for him. 
Like mm. the lot pretty teams, you know, the spacing was cramped and stuff with, with, with Blake not shooting threes yet and DeAndre and and all that. And then he gets to, you know, maybe when he, he was with New Orleans early in his career, they weren't talented enough. And, you know, when he got to Houston, that was that was Harden's team. And then we when he got to OKC last year, it's like, you know, they're rebuilding and they just kind of took on his contract. It's like now this team is like if you look at it, it's like Devin Booker, you know, really good score, maybe not that much of a playmaker yet. Um, DeAndre Ayton is, is, is a big man who needs help getting shots. Um, you know, it, it, it has been really good, but like offensively is like you're going to need, you know, Chris Paul hitting him on those pick and rolls and stuff. Um, and then it's like all that shoot, all those really good role players, they are just, you know, stocked full of just these, you know, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Michael Bridges, um, Sarich. Like they're just full of them. And it's like it's the perfect team to allow Chris Paul to do what he does. Um, it's just really, really fun to watch. I'm, I'm happy for him. Aiton, they don't need him to be offense. He's he's locked down like the some of the best big men. And when I say locked down, I mean like because of scoring like 40 points. Like Jokic, I thought he did a great job on him. He rough, he rustled, he uh, roughed his feathers enough that it caused him to get ejected game four. Yeah. I mean, I I just think Aiton. I I know he went against an injured AD, but like right before AD was injured, the first game he locked him down he played better like i was very shocked because ad was not that injured going into that game but then he got injured like i think it was like game two or game three i forget which one it was but like Aiton to me is the biggest surprise on that team because i could i expected booker and paul to like be ballers but i did not expect Aiton to be as effective as he is right now i mean i thought i mean chris paul again elevates the rest of the team you know Someone like Cameron Payne, who's been on OKC and, and also Chicago, and literally was probably on his way out, like probably learned a little bit from um, Chris Paul, just like how Shea Gilders Alexander, you know, learned a little bit from Chris Paul to kind of, you know, create more um, confidence into him. So that that's something that you're right, you know. Uh, uh, Aiton, you know, we didn't think that he was going to be that much, you know, especially when Trey Young and Luka Doncic was – you know, drafted the same years uh, as them, and we're like, "Oh, why did he go first place?" But now you can see, you know, they might he not he might not be the stars like Luca and uh, uh, Trey, but you can see why they drafted him. Like that's a perfect thing. Like instead of let's say, for example, imagine uh, um, Trey Young being drafted or or Luca being drafted to um, the Suns. Yeah, thank you, the Suns. It'll be a, a different look. You know, Devin Booker probably might not elevate his game the way like he has because he has 10 plus years of experience. Like there's just so many different things that you can change. But one thing I want to say about the Nuggets is I think that if I was GM, I would try to trade uh, Aaron Gordon for something <laughs> other than that and also try to get Otto Porter Jr. because they probably score about the same amount. And then Otto Porter Jr. probably will be able to help a little bit more in def- uh, uh, on defense, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you thought. We, we we know how you feel about about Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely definitely understand understand your sentiment. Um, I'm you know he's definitely not a star, so I can't. But I can't go as far as as you necessarily. I, I definitely think Otto Porter will be a good add. You know, for yeah. someone this summer. You know, is a is a low cost addition. Um, but yeah, I think you made a really good point there about the Suns draft. And look. Did they make the right pick? No. Luca. Luca's going to be the best player out of that draft. He and Booker could have been 
just the best backcourt in the league for 10 years. Like, I, I they did not make the right pick. Are you but, sure? I think yeah, somebody – need, I, I think I think they needed somebody that was able to facilitate and not somebody that was able to just try to score. Luca, like I said, we, we've had so many debates about Luca, but, but Luca for me is someone who's just a score first guy, and then he'll try to facilitate for the rest when he can't get his bucket. Uh, honestly, like – See, to me, I think Luca's good enough that, like, it's like he's, he's, so, he's so much – he's so clearly like, – like, like, I think Luca's probably going to be the best player in the league someday, and it's like – it, honestly, I would have taken Luca, and then I would have done what it took to build a team around him. Obviously, that's like number one, but it's like you know, in Luca, Aiton was a really good pick, you know, or, or right. Aiton. You know, beyond that, Aiton was a good find for them. It's not like Sacramento where they got a bomb Bagley. It's like they got, they still got a good player. Like my whole thing is Jake, though. I'd agree with you. They didn't get Chris Paul, but this team is literally perfectly constructed. Yeah, perfectly constructed. Um, even with a healthy everyone, I would still say the Suns are perfectly constructed in the short term. Long term, they might be screwed for not taking Doncic. But if you can win a finals, I don't care when. If the Suns win a finals, that's going to be huge. I mean, I think this is a perfectly constructed team as is right now. I wouldn't change. I agree with that 100%, actually. I, I was just going to yeah. say that, that, like, obviously, long term, I think Doncic would have been the better pick, but, like, this team is perfectly constructed. It, I, the, the it's a perfectly constructed team as I've seen in a while. The problem with, uh, with Doncic with Devin Booker is who gets the ball. <laughs> I mean, Chris Paul is just a facilitator, but he can score too. But his first instinct is he's looking for the cutter or he's looking for the, the, the uh, open three instead of looking for his shot. So, like, he bounces off with Devin Booker very well. Luka Doncic wouldn't bounce off as well with Devin Booker. Um, I get it, but see, here's my thing. My thing would be, in that case, and this is going to be controversial, but it is what it is. Like, I would if, 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 I would take Luka, and then if he and Booker don't fit together, then I would trade Booker. Hmm. For sure. Uh, Doncic is definitely better than and, and that's And that's – I don't know. I, that's the thing that Don, – Doncic – I don't know. I'm. I just. I guess for me, I'm just not high on him. I think Devin Booker. Like, when you have your second year, you could score seventy points. Like, then that's something very special that you have to pay attention to. Luca's not doing that. He's not scoring seventy points because he's not as efficient as every. Like, did he? Was he efficient in the playoffs this year? Yes, but in seasons past, and also the season that just happened right now, he wasn't that efficient. So I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but like I, I, I think, I think uh, Suns played the perfect moves in the past to get to where they are now. Yeah, shout out to James Jones, Miami Heat legend. James Jones should win Exec of the Year for sure. Well, here's the thing: I think Aiton has been playing like a, a borderline first team All Defense this whole playoffs. Um, and so first team, sheesh. I mean, I think, yeah, I think, well. He, I think Gobert is a better defender than he is, but he's been playing like a borderline. Like you could put him in the conversation as one of the best, as the best defender of this playoffs. I think so. Okay, that's fine. But I, I think so. But I mean, I, w- I wouldn't because you know. I mean, since I think he's been Gobert's playing, still killing it. Yeah, he's still killing it. But like Aiton is definitely playing like an all-team defensive all-team, like whether it's second, third, whatever you want to say. And that's where I think this team is perfectly constructed because they have a big man that can guard the rim. They have Jay Crowder, who's really good at the wing. 
Like I, I wouldn't change a damn thing about this team constructed. I wouldn't. I oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that there's nothing like I, I don't think that there's nothing that they sh- should change next right. year because, like I said, right. they have four players who are small forwards, power forwards, and interchangeable, and that can just go on the side of the 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 wing or uh, the elbow or even just the um the side or what is it called? The side or fucking three? What is that called? Uh, corner. Thank you. Thank you. The corner three and just fucking bust it. Like, that's the thing. Like, they could just, like, and you can drive with both uh, Chris Paul and um, Devin Booker and just fucking da- uh, drive and kick it. That's all they have to do. And all they have to do is just do that, which doesn't have a lot of energy. Just stand there and shoot the fucking three and then go on a defensive end and fucking lock down their best players. And then Chris Paul. And uh, Devin Booker don't have to do that, and they don't have to waste the energy on defense. That's the best part about it. Yeah, and I'll say this too: from you know, you kind of went into the on-court uh, standpoint. I'll go into like the salary cap standpoint. It's like it's going to work out well for them because they're probably CP3 is probably going to opt out, or maybe he opts in and they do an extension. I mean, like he's probably going to play there the next you know three years or so, and yeah. they're going to be able to do it so that like when CP3's salary like is probably going to drop from where it is now, even after this playoff run stuff, just because of his age, is still going to drop. Um, you know, Aiton's salary is then going to go up, and that's like going to offset. So they're going to be able to keep most of the team together. Like, will they be able to keep like all of like Cam Johnson and um, Bridges and, and Crowder and, and like Sarich and like all those players? They might have to let one or two go, but um, you know, if James Jones keeps doing a good job, they can just you know find a way to to, to backfill that. Maybe the guy they drafted tenth. Uh, What's the name? Jalen Smith, I think his name is. Did I get that right? Uh, yes, Jalen Smith okay. from Maryland. So maybe he starts to, you know, kind of develop as a bench piece for them. Like, you know, they're going to have, you know, ways to, to manage that. But I think they're going to be suited. I don't know that, the, you know, I think things might be breaking right for them this year. It might not always break right for them. But, um, you know, they're going to be a good, really good team here for the next three years or so. I just want Paul to win a ring. I want them so bad. It would be such a great story. I, I get I get Chris Paul the Valley jersey for sure. Oh, like the yeah, Valley Boys, or whatever. The they had the purple one with the yeah, the yeah, that's, yeah, that's just nice. Yeah, I would get that jersey. That's the only retro jersey I really like in the NBA right now. Yeah, I have a I, I have a Giannis shirt queued up that I'm gonna buy if the Bucks win. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um, but yeah, I uh. I think we're good on on this one. No picks because it's already over. So uh, yeah. any thoughts? Yeah, Aaron Gordon suck. Okay. Thank thanks for the input, D. Raleigh, what yeah. about you? Paul's gonna be the uh, if the Suns win, he's gonna be the uh, MVP, Finals MVP. If they win the finals, yeah, that's a long way, buddy. We still got we're so much time. Finals picks on uh finals picks as of uh. June 15th at the end of this. So we can get to that. But yeah, um, point taken. So I guess the last series we've got is, uh, and, and we probably ought to, because I think the game's going to start in 20 minutes. So we probably ought to, um, you know, keep that in mind. But uh, so Clippers Jazz, um, obviously every home team, every team has won at home so far, which is the opposite of the last series the Clippers played. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I don't need to start. T, uh, Raleigh, when do you guys want to start? Go ahead, Raleigh. Hello? Um, 
So, in my mind, this is playing just like the Dallas series. I think I'm going to say Clippers in seven. Oof. For that reason. Clippers were my pick to win the whole thing before the playoffs because of injuries. I They are the streakiest team I have ever seen in my life. They can play like crap first two games and then come out and win the next two. Never really seen something like that before. But um, I don't trust them. <laughs> But for some reason, they keep on. They're gonna. I think they're gonna win this series. I really do. Unless Conley can come back. Conley needs to come back quickly. Conley needs to come back. If Conley comes back, I'll change my mind. But assuming that Conley's gonna be a shell of himself if he comes back, because I'm a big Mike Conley fan from Ohio State days. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's gonna be the Clippers uh, because. Um, Kawhi is going to be the difference, honestly. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of scared that uh, Mitchell's going to go down with an injury. I kind of am. I mean, every fucking game, he's fucking limping. That's so, what yeah. I'm saying. I'm scared. I'm scared. And that's why I think the Clippers – that's why Kylie needs to come back. And that's why I think the Clippers are going to win the series in seven, just like the Dallas series, which would be funny as shit because we keep uh, comparing Mitchell and Doncic. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so my, my take is is this. I think I think the Clippers have figured out some things. I think Kawhi and PG have figured out. And I, I read a story um, about how, like, Chauncey Billups has been working with them because they don't really have, like, a great point guard on their roster. Well, Rondo is a good passer, and they're not really playing him, though. But um, they've, they've really been working with Kawhi and PG on, like, you know, point guard stuff and, like, trying to get them to be better, better playmakers, play off of each other a little bit more. And – um, and, you know, between all of that stuff and the, the Clippers have, you know, they've been going small a, a lot more. And I think, uh, you know, those things are, you know, I think starting to pay dividends for them. So you know, obviously we won't really see until, you know, obviously there's an old saying, you know, the series doesn't really start until, you know, the a home team loses and um, the home teams are 4-0 right now. So game five is going to be big. Um, but I think the if Conley isn't back, I think – the Clippers win in six. If Conley is back, I think they win in seven. I just think they've unlocked something on, on this Jazz team. Kawhi is the best player on the floor. Kawhi and PG have really, you know, kind of taken it, you know, they, they've really been the best players on the court the last uh, last couple of games. And, um, you know, maybe some of that help is health-wise for Mitchell. Maybe he's not 100%. Um, obviously, he was going off, you know, the game one and two and the, the Jazz were at home, so – um, maybe he'll, he'll get back to that, but I just, uh, I feel good about, I feel good about where the Clippers are right now. Um, you know, obviously it is, it is a little bit, you know, you're relying on Reggie Jackson to really like go off and I don't know if he's going to do that in Utah. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel good about the Clippers though. What about you T? What, what are you um, I, I still have faith in the home team, you know, that that's kind of the biggest thing. Um, just like you're saying, it does, it's not a game until the home team loses. Uh, I don't think that they're going to lose next game. Um, they they got kicked twice, but again, they're in LA. Number one, uh, number two, again, just fans in general make a big difference. And that Utah Jazz fan base, like the last, uh, the first uh, and the second game was honestly like just crazy. You could feel the atmosphere in there. Um, which makes usually the role players play a lot better. You can see the difference 
between the the role players uh, scoring from game one and two and three and four, like honestly night and day when it comes to it. And you can see that one, they didn't do too much with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell still scoring thirty points. He's scored thirty points the last six games he's been in. Yeah, you know, thirty plus points the last six uh, games he been in. What I want him to do is to make sure that he's p- making the better reads. There are a couple of reads that he uh, didn't do, um, which was like like passing it to like uh, uh, what's his name Inglis at a specific time or a specific point. There were two people he could have actually you know had the easy ba- uh, basket, but he chose to like shoot it over like a higher contested shot or something or lower contested shot, which you know you wouldn't do. Um, I hope Mike Conley. They said that he's questionable for. Uh, game five. Hopefully, he's able to play. Like this is the time for him to actually play if he's going to pull a Harden. Uh, just because there's a couple things that Mike Conley does that no one else does. One, he's you know a pure playmaker, so he's getting Rudy Gobert into it. You know, like he's going to be able to do a lot more pick and rolls. You know, he's going to take the pressure off of um, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. He's going to take uh, his own shots. He's a good three point shooter. Players. So a couple things that we can actually pay, pay attention to. Like, as you can see, when Donovan Mitchell, especially in game three, when Donovan Mitchell got the ball, they double teamed him like automatically, like once he got the ball. So he would have to pass out, pass it to Joe English, try to call for the ball again and just keep doing that over and over again, which is tiring him out. And you can see when he gets back on defense, you can see him limping a little bit, you know, trailing everyone. And he's probably one of the fastest players on the court at the time. So he usually uses a lot more energy on his offensive than his defensive skills right now because he's injured. But um, Conley's going to be able to alleviate that. So that's why I'm hoping he is going to come in. But if that doesn't happen, then um, I think they're going to win in, in uh, seven. I think Michael Conley's going to come back game six, fingers crossed, uh, if he doesn't come back game five. But I still, even if Michael Conley doesn't play, uh, I think he's still they're still gonna win because of the fan base and you know the statistics of them actually doing better. Jordan Clarkson doing better, like everyone doing better. Jordan Clarkson game two, a uh, game one and game two were, was amazing. You know, uh, Jordan Clarkson in game three and game four was like okay, he was okay. You know, so I think that it's just going to be a little different, and I just can't wait to see it. Okay, so so there you have it. Um. Yeah, I, you, you know, I could if, look if Conley comes back, I could definitely, def, I could definitely see. There's definitely a world in which I could see, I could see the Jazz winning for sure. And you know, I feel like a lot of people. It's funny because if if the Jazz win, it would be the top two seeds in the West in the conference finals, mm-hmm. which you know is like, oh, that's you know, and that's supposed to be how it is. But like, I feel like a lot of people would be, you know, are going to be like, this is a shock. So that's uh. Can I ask T? Do you think the home Team wins out forever in the series, so it'd be four three Utah. Yeah, yeah, I think Utah's gonna win. Yeah. So you think the home the the home team's gonna win out? Yeah. Okay, that's what I think too. No, I actually think the Clippers are gonna win, but um, if Conley comes back, I think that's what's gonna happen. But I think I'm I'm I, like if that's the case. I'm I'm hoping it's a game six and that's it. But we'll see. I, I don't. I, I don't, I don't I trust PG's. Home, home teams go five and one. I think the 
Clips steal game five and then win game six. If Colony comes back, then maybe the Jazz win game five and then the Clippers win six and seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't feel confident in uh, PG's um, abilities. Like, he's been doing well this, this last two games, but in the first two games, he wasn't doing that great. If Paul George just himself the whole time, I would say Clippers in, in six, easily. But he's the he he just he's a, he's a choker. Let's just let's just be honest. Yeah, he's up and down. He's he's a choker, and uh, if it goes to Game Seven, I'm t- I'm taking Utah. I think Clippers win six without Conley, but um, with Conley, I think it's Utah in seven. That, that's why okay. I'm saying that. So I guess at the end of the day, we have. Um... Two Clippers, me, Raleigh, you and I are picking the Clippers, and then T, you're picking Utah, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, 50-50. It depends on Conley. It all depends on Conley. Okay. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Good Good to have that qualifier um, in there. So, uh, any any follow-up uh, thoughts on this, or do we want to move on to the last part? Uh, just want to say that Donovan Mitchell has been doing so well this uh, this uh, I'm excited to see him further his his uh progression you know into superstar status which he's already been doing and honestly above people like uh Luka Doncic but that's just me though <laughs> yeah you know look I can't I'm not gonna go there I think I think Luka's better but look I think Donovan Mitchell is uh I can see where you're coming from when you say that you know Mitchell kind of resembles a young Wade a little bit and um I think he, he's a great player in the league honestly I think he could be better yeah, I mean, possibly. Which is scary. Raleigh, any thoughts? I'm cracked for thinking he's better than Don Six since he's going <laughs> to lose to the same team. But um, uh, here, here's what I'll say. I think Mitchell has a way better jump shot, like three pretty much, than Dwayne Wade had. And in that regard, I think it will be better than Dwayne Wade because like, he can drive just like Wade. Wade's a better driver. Let's just be honest here. Wade was always a better driver, but it's not like leaps and bounds better than Mitchell. But I think Mitchell's leaps and bounds better than a three-point shooter. Yeah, so that's like, what I'm saying. He could be, he could be better. That's better. right. So I think he can be – I think he will uh, be better than Dwayne Wade. I, I Do we – well, no, that, that's for another podcast. I don't believe he's finishing his career with Utah. That's me. But um, – I agree. But, yeah, no, we can go to the, to the next topic. Uh, yeah, can, can, can I stop you guys? No, I'm bringing it up right now. All NBA okay, teams. I'm nervously seeing if Tatum made it because I would feel good for Tatum if he made it, but if he doesn't, then that's better for the Celtics team building. So Tatum did not make it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Celtics have five more million to play with under, under the tax. That's good news for for the team next year. Um, I'm sorry for Tatum, but uh, you know we're in a bit of a pickle cap wise, and um, that'll help. So. Um, all right, so let, let's start off with the All NBA third team. Just, just jot that down. Oh, oh, oh okay. You, you, you want me to read it off? Okay, so let yeah. me, uh, l- l- let me do that. So actually, um, I, I should do third team, and then you do second team because <laughs> you're probably gonna say something stupid. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you do that? There it is. So the third team is Kyrie Irving, uh, Bradley Bill, Rudy Gobert. Jimmy But Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Okay. Well, I know for a fact they got one of those picks wrong. Um but it <laughs> hey, it's gonna make the Celtics a better team next year, so I'm not gonna complain. Um 
Butler uh, made Sacred Tatum. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked. I'm kind of shocked, but um, I think Jimmy Butler is a, a better two-way than Tatum is. I think he's a better everything except shooting. Oh, I, I, I think Tatum – I mean, Tatum should probably be, like, second team, honestly. But the thing is, is uh, it helps the Celtics uh, build a team – build a better team next year. So, I'm down for them to not be on it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, 28 million, 33 million, like, Tatum's going to be fine financially either way. So, um, we, we, we got to get some rings back in Boston, and him not making the All-NBA uh, helps with that. So, um, second team uh, – oh, this is kind of – What? Yeah, I, I'm surprised about this too, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so there's four that are 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 fine, and that's um, you know, Embiid, Chris Paul, Dame, and LeBron. Like those are all like you'd expect to see them in the top team. Um Julius be- does not belong on the second team. I'm I'm just gonna say that. The Knicks are frauds, Julius Randall. Ah, yes. I told you. I told you. Wait, what you what you tell? I told um, you remember I said I was a really big Julius Randall fan? I'd have mm. him on my second team. Remember that? Remember that? I don't, but uh, I hey, I'm not going to Okay, so real quick, uh, <laughs> first team is Steph Curry, Giannis, Jokic, um, Kawhi, and then T's favorite player in the league, Luka Doncic. Chris <laughs> Randall being the second team. I'm just going to say that. Go back through. I said that he'd be an all-NBA all second. I'd put Garbage. him on there. Okay, so I, I, I can literally do two quick things and make those teams a lot better, and that's put Tatum in for uh, Julius Randle and then put any, a, any like, active player into the third-team point guard spot. I, I, it's just great to see a couple things. This is, this, this is just me being, uh, you know, uh, petty. It's great to see LeBron go down from first to second, and hopefully in the next year or two he goes down from second to third. <laughs> um, and also AD's not on here, which is also great. You know, I was hoping that they weren't doing anything. He didn't have a good season at all, but, you know, some, some people in the media still love sucking off uh, L.A., so you just never know. You just never know. But I don't think Luca should have been first. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's uh, let, let's kind of wrap things up a little. So I have a couple of questions I want to ask you as, as we wrap things up. So just in the in the interest of all of our teams are out of it, right? But in the interest of uh, you know full disclosure and, and honesty to our listeners out there, just what team are you rooting for to win the finals? Uh, T, you go first. Uh, I'm hoping Utah wins. Uh, it's gonna be good to see, uh, what's his name, uh, D Wade win his fourth ring, but as an owner, <laughs> obviously, number two, Donovan Mitchell wins one at such a young age, kind of what D Wade's uh, D Wade's track was, uh, just kind of you know, doing like just just showing you the same legacy or the same track that they're both doing because that's what I think that he is. Um, and also him winning over <laughs> James Harden is also great. <laughs> um, if not them, then the Suns. That's that's all I'm caring about. Fair enough. T- uh, Raleigh, where, where, where are you at with this? Um, who are you rooting for? Suns, Suns, I agree that I'm going to take the opposite approach of T. Second team I'd want is Utah. There you so, go. So we're just we're just flip flopping. Um, I, I I think like I said, I picked the Clippers just because on paper. They should be honestly the favorites at this point. 
uh, with all the injuries. But <laughs> since Paul George is a wild card, I would like I would like to see the Suns win uh, against the probably honestly I think it's going to be the Bucks. It should be the Bucks coming out of the East this year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want Suns to win. But if not, then Utah. Okay, so I guess my answer, and, and you guys will have to, you know, it's it's cheating a little bit. But my answer would be anybody but Brooklyn. Anybody but Brooklyn winning is fine with me. I just want the Nets to lose. That is all I want. That is all I'm asking. Please, basketball gods, make this happen. Do not let them win. Win in seven. Oh, <laughs> That's going to happen now. I know for a fact the Nets are going to win now because Jake just said that. I I will be I will be I will go into depression if that Jesus happens. Jesus Christ! I I need I need I need Milwaukee to win. If the Nets um, win I, this somebody, year, if the Nets win this year, they're going to win like the next two. I mean, like how the f are they going to win? Uh, with uh two of their big three injured and KD's pretty much probably banged up a little bit too. They they have oh, no I don't think win this year. I, I just I just want them to lose. Just, just, just please, please, please lose. I, I can't stand that. I can't stand that team. I've never hated a sports team more in my life. I, I just lose. Just, just, just lose. Um, but it, I guess if you're asking like who I would want to win, I'd probably say number one Milwaukee, just because I think Giannis. I, I respect. I respect him. I respect the fact that he's loyal to Milwaukee and and all that stuff. I like. I like their players. Um, I think him winning a ring would be cool. Um, number two is the Clippers, just because. Uh, just like I'm, I'm a Giannis. Giannis is and Kawhi are my two favorite players that aren't on the Celtics, so I, I'd be rooting for for them. I like how Kawhi kind of went into LeBron's uh, city and, and formed his own uh, his own team there. Um, and they're playing and LeBron's not. I think that's kind of cool. Um, so uh, I'm I'm down for down for uh, Kawhi to win. And then number three would be the Suns. Um, but yeah, anybody would. Prefer. So uh, I guess now the last question I'm going to ask is uh, who do you guys think is, as of today, who is going to be in the finals and who do you think is going to win? T, you go first. I'm, I'm, can, can you ask the same – uh, can you say it one more time? Yeah, so who do you think is going to be in the finals and then who's going to win as mm-hmm. of right now? Who, do you, who would you say? <sighs> I, think, uh, I think Utah is going to be in the finals. Uh, and on the East, I think – that it's oh, that's so hard. Ah, okay. I think that it's probably going to be uh, the Bucks. So Bucks and um, Utah, and I think that uh, I think that Bucks might win that one. Okay. Defend your Utah Jazz here. Rudy Gobert is going to shut the shit out of Giannis, and the Bucks are going to be screwed in that series. I don't know, just cause. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you actually, you pulled me. You pulled me. You're right. You're right. Utah, Utah, Utah. I actually do think that Utah yeah. would match up well with the Bucks. Giannis was struggling against the Nets there for a little bit. You think Gobert's going to be easier for him? No. no. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no. I'm, 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 th- I'm not even thinking about the stuff. I'm thinking about the others, you know. And actually, I think they, you know, Utah has more depth. So I'll say, yeah, you're right. Hopefully, Mike Conley is back. Bucks. The but like talking about we're talking about PG being uh, streaky. I mean Milton is very streaky, yeah. um, and like the rest of the supporting cast doesn't scare me at all for the Bucks. Honestly, uh, Drew Holiday is not as good as I thought he was going to be. Honestly, he's been kind of quiet in this series. Sheesh. So like my whole thing is 
who Utah if Conley come, if Utah makes it to the finals, it's because Conley came back. So, <laughs> I mean that 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 in and of itself is the reason why I think Utah would win that series. But for me, I think it's going to be the Suns Bucks, and I think Suns win. I think the Western Conference wins no matter what, uh, no matter who's representing. If it's the Clippers, if it's Utah, or if it's the Suns, for the simple reason as the East is so beat up that whoever goes, if the Bucks go, they're the choke artists of the century. They're not going to win. They're not going to win over any of those teams. So, Aiden's going to shut down Giannis if that's the case, and so I'm not worried. I think if the so, Suns win that, uh, if the Suns get, go against Utah and win, then they're going to win everything as well. It's because they've gone through so many tough teams and uh, have succeeded, so I think they just have the momentum. Okay, so I, I'll give mine now. So it's interesting because my pre-playoffs finals pick of the Clippers beating the Sixers is technically still alive, and I think it'll still be alive um, after this round. But as of right now, I have to agree with Raleigh. I think it's going to be the Suns uh, beating the Bucks. I think it'll go, like, I'm not going to go as far as you can say that the East has, like, no chance. I do think that the Bucks, if the Bucks make it, like the Bucks would have a chance. Um, I don't think they'd be the favorites, but I think they'd have a. The East would, you know, would have would have a chance. Um, but I, I would lean, yeah, I lean lean West, and I think the Suns. I think everything is breaking right for them. Um, it, it just, you know, Chris Paul getting in the conference finals, getting to go past the Clippers, you know, the team he used to play for, like everything health wise is breaking right for them. Like I just, it seems to be lining up for a son's championship. And so I'm going to agree with you, Raleigh. There you go. I agree. that the Suns make it past Utah. They win. Okay. He did. Right. So, I mean, like I said, I, I think the East, obviously there's always a chance, but they're two, they're, the, the top teams in the East right now, besides Atlanta are really, really banged up besides the Bucks, I guess too. But, um, I just don't think the Bucks have what it takes. They don't have the uh, as much shooting as the other West teams. I mean, they don't. They don't. And their best team – and what do I always say? My, my philosophy has been the best teams in the NBA, if you want to win the finals, your best player has to be able to shoot threes. Hmm. And, Gian- and Giannis cannot do that. And why the hell is he taking eight or nine threes? I have no idea. So, and in my, in my mind, they don't have what it takes to beat a Suns team – who has great perimeter defense and great uh, with uh, Aiton, great inside paint uh, defense, or Utah, for that matter, who has the same thing. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. So, I guess before we, we wrap, guys, any 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 last-minute last, um, last minute thoughts um, on, on all this stuff that you guys want to mention? Uh, I think that's it for me. Raleigh? Me as well. Okay, so we're uh, we're about I think we're about eight minutes before uh, game five is going to tip, and uh, this is maybe the most important game of my uh, non-Celtics game of my basketball fandom. I please, 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 Milwaukee, do not let me down. I need you to win. Uh, we we will really want to know why you feel this way. Uh because I can't stand I can't stand the Brooklyn Nets and their three. Uh, they're, they're, they're big three. I find all of them extremely insufferable for different ways, and I need them to lose. I need them to lose. Kevin Durant is the softest player I've ever seen in my life. 
Kyrie Irving is a lying bitch. And James Harden uh, is a quitter. That I hope one of the p- people in the Nets gets injured so I can laugh at Mike. Is it Jeez. bad to say that? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Mike, my only reason. And I hope Mike listens to this podcast and hears that. That's my only reason for why I want the Nets to lose is because of Mike. If it wasn't for him uh, talking all that crap about the Nets being so good, I wouldn't care. Yeah, and, and honestly, that's that's the that's the best thing about it. It's like yeah. if if like if the Nets, if I didn't know anyone that that played that had a that was a Nets fan, right. I wouldn't be I wouldn't care. I'm like, okay, whatever. Nets are going right. to destroy everything. That's cool. You know, like I don't have anyone that's like a big Golden State Warriors fan, so I don't hate them. I don't have anyone who's a big War, uh, Portland fan, so I don't hate them. But like 76ers. Boston, Knicks, Atlanta, like all these play- teams I have, like East. That's why I don't want anybody on the East to really win because I, I have hatred of them from one thing or another, right. except Toronto. I've always loved Toronto. So honestly, in the two, I used to love the big three of the Celtics. I used to love. I used to actually be a. a you could call me a borderline Celtics fan, and then I met Jake, and it all changed. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's one of my favorite players of all time. My yeah, first player KG. ever was KG. KG, I loved KG. I loved Ray Allen. Paul Pierce, I didn't really care for much, even when I liked them. Yeah, but like KG and Ray Allen, man, uh, I used to love. And then um, I used to, I used to not mind them at all. I used to, I used to like them a little bit. And then I met Jake. I mean, that's that's really what it is. So I really ruined that for you. Dang. Oh, you ruined all yeah, the sports buddy. for me. I used to hate the Patriots. I used to hate like the Red Sox used to be the lesser of two evils. So I would root for them often against the Yankees. I still would against the Yankees, but now I don't like them as much because of you. Uh, the Bruins I never really cared about. Uh, but like, yeah, no, you definitely, you definitely made me say fuck the Celtics for sure. There's only one thing <laughs> team that I didn't, I don't blame Jake and that's the Patriots. I've always hated the Patriots. Yeah, I've always hated the Patriots too. So that, that I don't like, but like the Celtics and the Red Sox, I used to like, like the Red Sox are, aren't like the worst, but like, because they used to be like the only team that could contend with like, the Yankees. But like, so, uh, like, I hate New England now. I legitimately, if we could push New England. Uh, away from the United States, I'd be a lot. It'd be a lot. <laughs> just cut yeah. the land and send yeah, them just, off the sea. Like for me, it's it, it hasn't really changed things. Like like Raleigh, believe me, when I met you, I had hated the Steelers already. Like you didn't impact that right. at all. And me, when I met you, I had uh, because of the whole Le- LeBron big three thing, I already hated Miami. You didn't. Well, you you know you know why though? It's because we're more reasonable fans. When you were like, oh, we're gonna win the finals no matter what, we're like. No, there's no way. Yeah, like we're the, we're the Golden State of the East. Like what? I always talk shit about the Steelers all the time, all the time. I always say I hate Mike Tomlin and everything else. And then like, and, but you are always just like stick sucking the hell out of your teams. I only That's picked the Celtics to win the finals like twice, though it wasn't like what? every year. There's no way twice. See how many times have we heard him say that the Celtics are going to win? A uh, bunch of times. Yeah, like there's no way it was like. I mean, I, I probably said it before 2019. I probably said it before 2018. No, I think I said you're going to be in the finals in 2018. Well, there's only two years. There's a long fucking two years. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe 2022, but um, this year I was down on them. You guys know that. Oh, no, so. I know that. Well, that's how I used to feel. I usually feel that about all my teams, and I'm down on them. That, that's the reason. 
Like, so, like Steelers are always know we're going to choke because we have Tomlin. You guys are more Tomlin fans than I am. You know that. Yeah. So, like, I, I just uh, – I'm always, like, down my teams. I always know my teams are – like, Ohio State's the only team that I know is going to make it to the playoffs. But they, we all – we'll lose the championship because Alabama is just a, a damn juggernaut. So, like, uh, yeah, I'm never, like, really saying that my teams are going to win that much, honestly. Well, the only the only year I think I was really even that wrong on the Celtics was 2019, and that's because we had a, a point guard who was just a tox, toxic piece of shit, and he ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, I I've been you know 2017 conference finals, I got that right. 2018, um, you know, conference finals, I was close. 2020, you know, we lost game six, finals, I was close. It's like I don't really think I was across. The, yeah. the, year, the years I picked up the win, we were right there at the end. You know, you know what I've learned about myself in recent years. I want you guys to do good in life, but I also want to see you guys miserable <laughs> for like the sports and stuff. It brings me so like I always have so much joy when your guys' sports takes are like wrong. Like every time you go in a deep depression, Jake, I'm just smiling. Same with T. Like when the, the Heat lose or something, and he's just like, "Damn it." I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like I just love you guys being in so much misery when it comes to sports that like um, <laughs> I always just have to root against your team, even though it, like the Heat, like I I, I root against them because I knew you were going to be like so happy in our faces about it. And I was like, nope, he can't be happy. <laughs> like he's like good, good. yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the best part about it. Like Mike, I don't want Mike to be happy. I don't want Mike to be happy at all. Fuck no. No, I want him to be miserable. I want to just go online and laugh and not even have to say anything, but just laugh. That's all I want. I mean, it, it's not even – see, it's not even – it's wild. It's not even really about that for me. I, I have my own reasons for not liking them, and I gave up months ago trying to reason. No, I understand why you hate them because Kyrie would be enough for me too if I was a Celtics fan. But, like um, – and I, and I hate KD, too. I've never been a KD fan. I've hated fan. KD since he went to the Warriors. No, I was so. a KD fan when he was on the Thunder, but when he went to the Warriors, I was like, that was the weakest we've ever seen. But, yeah, it's like, did you hear about that whole bodyguard story? He's like, yeah, how no, soft? I know about that, yeah. How, that, how yeah, soft? That. Like, it's, it's literally like, like, you can't just fight your battles out there arguing with you Tucker, and it's like, you can't even, you're not even man enough to do that without, like, without your paid help coming in. You know, so is you hired to be your security guard? Like, has to come back to you. Like, bro, what? I have never seen a softer athlete in my life. I, I can't believe they allowed uh, allowed him to be courtside. Honestly. It's wild. Like well, he's suspended now, thank God. Yeah, it's just like, like, P.J. Tucker is in your head. And P.J. Tucker, I would love to have P.J. Tucker on the Celtics. I respect that dude. You P.J. Know? Tucker's he, a, he's a, a, he's a program. Player. He's an old school kind of player. But it's like... He's getting in his head. It's like, you know, the only so I would hate to see this the Nets win, but the only consolation prize would be that Jake would be so miserable he would stop watching basketball. <laughs> so if that's the case, I would hate to hear Mike just like saying, "Yeah, that. I can't." I'm like, sorry, I, I can't I, have Mike yeah, having that. that. The Nets cannot win. Nets cannot win at all. Like I, I just, I, I can, I can. <laughs> no, there's no way. Like, oh, yeah, it would just be... I can already yeah. tell you'd be like, boy, I told you that he was going to... 
it, 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 if they down. win, it's probably going to end up. Really I, luckily, I'm going to be when the finals is like ending. Well, depending on the matchup, it's lucky or unlucky. But the last week of the finals, I'm going to be away and unable to watch TV. So, um, you know, that might insulate me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be ugly. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't stand that team. I, they cannot win. They just can't win. No, I don't want them to win either. I, I want Chris Paul to win so badly. If he doesn't do it this year, you never will. Honestly. Yeah, this is the Suns' year for sure. This is this is this is it. This is it. I hope, even if it takes the whole Western Conference to go down with injury, and he's like the last one to be alive, I don't like. He needs to win. So you're rooting for injuries, Raleigh? Damn. No. I, so honestly, honestly, it sounds bad, but uh, I would laugh so hard. Can you imagine if Harden goes out in the first quarter of this game and so does KD? Like, the next time I talked to Mike, I would just laugh. Because we – T and I have been telling him the whole time that the big three is an injury-prone injury waiting to happen. You haven't. You guys were both right about yeah, it. Yeah, we told him. He was like, no, nah, no. Nah, we're so deep. And I was like, you're not deep, man. You're not deep. You're, you're, you have a bunch of good supporting players for the three that you have. So that's it. I – I tried to tell him too, but I just gave up eventually. It's like, yeah, there's just no getting to the side. Like, I'm, like, just, I'm, I'm an time. asshole. There's no other way to say it because I want you guys to be as miserable as possible when you put your sports take. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 way to say it. I'll say this. It's like, I'm not rooting for injuries, but it's like, if it happens to them, I'm not going to have the capacity to feel that bad about it. I'm going to laugh at Mike. Like, like, whereas if, if like Chris Paul were to go down, you know, first game of the conference, I would feel terrible for him. It's like I'm not going to feel bad for anyone. It's like I don't have the capacity to do that. If that makes me a bad person, I'm a bad person. Like, oh, I've already, I've already kind of made fun of Mike for his take on the Nets winning the whole thing. No. Yeah, I can't. We can't have the Nets winning the whole thing. That's just not an option. No, no, Mike would never let it go. I like Mike would never let it go, and I would be like, I'd have to take it because I was talking so much shit. Uh, but um, I would not be happy. I'm only no, happy when people are miserable. That's about it. So, all right. I, I, I kind of want to go watch the game. So, I'm going to end it unless anyone else has any other off. Thanks for coming on, guys. All right. Thanks, boss. See you, man. I'll catch you all later. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.